This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, it's the Draft Show here from Mobile, Alabama. We have the early version of the Draft Show going on today. We usually go at 6 p.m., but uh, because of the weather here in Mobile, uh, the rains have forced us to go inside. There we go. Bright lights. Bright lights. Big, Big city. city. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. That's David Hellman. I'm Brian Bryce. <laughs> Dane Brugler. I'll tell you, we're having all kinds of fun already here, though. Uh, as we were saying, though, first time, guys, since 1992, I've been coming to the practices here in Mobile, Alabama, and I've not been able to see a practice. Because of weather. Don't. Why are you lying to our listeners, Brian? We have practice on the TV we do have right practice, here. We do have practice on Thank TV. Thank you, we, ESPN. ESPN is, uh, yes, they're showing. If you're, you're kind of following along, yes, you can You can watch us, but you can also watch on ESPNU. Uh, this was something that, uh, again, the weather here in Mobile, Alabama, the rains, 100% chance, pouring down rain less uh, on us right now. Uh, Dane Brugler had to do... Uh, some uh, some work uh, down the down the street. Hustled over here real quick to get to be a part of this one. Appreciate you, brother. It's it's wet out. It's uh there's a little bit of a downpour going on. Certainly understand why they canceled. I mean it's been yeah. raining all day. Yeah. Uh, for safety reasons, I mean a lot of people are going to blame. Oh, it's ESPN NFL Network's fault. Right. You know, it, listen, it's been raining all day. Uh, the the field's in no condition. To be playing, hopefully tomorrow it's yeah. supposed to be dry, but yeah. hopefully the field will be in good condition yeah. tomorrow. You have to worry about these players, Dave, come here with the opportunity to showcase yeah. for. This is way different than yeah. if it was a Thursday or a Wednesday getting ready for a football game, right? right. Like these guys, I mean, and I, they are technically, but it's right. The, these guys are here basically out of the goodness of their heart to try to improve their draft stock. The last thing the Senior Bowl wants to do is have somebody tear something. Uh, in a practice that is not for a competitive game. So, I, yeah, it completely makes sense. I mean, yeah. think, we talked last night about how much better attendance has been the last couple of years. How's it going to affect tendon, attendance if one of your star and attendees right. tears his Achilles on a wet field? No, no thank and you. And we've been talking about how this, yesterday uh, we talked about it, how this year we've had fewer dropouts, right. higher level of talent. All it takes is for Montez Sweat to slide right into a bleachers and break his leg. Right. And, and then no next more, year, yeah. talk about some of the first-round, second-round players saying, eh, I don't yeah. know if that senior bowl is really for me. I think I'll take my chances, go to the combine, that kind of thing. Yep. Well, if you see our eyes kind of darting at you and then over, yeah, we, which, we, we've, got the, we've got it on right here to our right. Shouts so, out to ESPN because yeah. they, they told us last night. Yeah, we, uh, we got emails. It, yeah. it, clearly, the indoor, as you would expect, is a lot smaller than Lad Peebles Stadium. Right. So they didn't think they They're were going to be South Alabama to, today, right. home of. Gerald Jag- e- the Jaguars. Jaguars, but Gerald Everett, who's playing oh, okay. in the, the Super Bowl. I thought you were testing my mascot knowledge. No, I was testing I was the Jaguars. Yeah, absolutely. T- testing. They play their home games at Lad Peebles, but they have a brand new, beautiful but so indoor facility. So. I, nobody thought they'd be able to televise from the indoor, so nope. this, is, this is great. Yeah, and the North practice is going on right now, so we are uh, kind of, again, keeping an eye on that, but we're going to have this uh, this show for you today. And it just started, so they're just stretching, yeah, getting exactly. things uh, as, yeah, going, as, so we got time. As things as things. Come kind of materialize we'll uh, we'll kind of shout uh shoot a glance over there and kind of talk about some things you know guys yesterday dane you talked about defensive tackles yeah you know and you talked about you know uh, you know when you when you look at uh when you look at the the kids that are here at the at the senior bowl and and the guys that you felt like that stood out yesterday you were talking about you know ren uh being mm-hmm. one of them from arizona state the texas a&m kid uh, Dalen Mack. Dalen Mack. Right. Talk a little bit more about, though, you know, Texas A&M has a has, – got know, another one. Yeah. Who's the other one there? Kingsley Kiki. Yeah, Kiki. Yeah. For the longest time, like up until this summer, I thought it was Kiki Kingsley. Right. And it was like kind of blew my mind when I realized it was the other way around. Yeah. Uh, he, for, coming into the year, he had the better career and higher trajectory than Dalen Mack. Dalen Mack. Then Dalen Mack. Then Dalen Mack. Right. Dalen yeah, yeah. Mack was a big recruit, you right. know, high expectations. First three years, he didn't really live up to it. Uh, it you know, talking in September, October, um, you know, Kiki's the better prospect. But Dalen Mack, as the season went on, senior season went on, it really kind of proved that he was 
you know, kind of, uh, I mean, some will look at it and say one-year wonder, but uh, he's really hitting his stride, and as long as he efforts there, you feel good about him projecting the next level. And he showed it here in, in yesterday's practice how uh, he's got that squatty lower body. And you know who I compared him to was uh, – I mean, it was two, three years ago. Remember uh, Javon Hargrave, yeah. South Carolina State, absolutely. And you who, got him in the you got him in the senior bowl. Exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was similar. Great story, by the way. Javon Hargrave with the Shrine Game. Shrine I, Game. I saw right. him live at the at the Shrine Game at practices. Loved him. Uh, and then at the Senior Bowl, yeah, I think it was Wednesday practice. Phil Savage, yeah, I, we had a couple I was sitting right next to you when you did it. Get injured and say, yeah. "Hey guys, I'm taking uh, suggestions. You know, is there a defensive tackle out there that should be here? Deserves to be yeah. here? We can fly, you know, uh, proximity wise, we right. can fly him in." I told him, "Okay, Javon Hargrave. I yeah. just saw him last week. Yeah. I think he's practice or he's working out in Florida. Uh, you know, just a, a puddle jump from here. Yeah. Bring him over. Right. That's what they did. Javon Har- Hargrave had a strong Thursday practice." Strong rest of the process, and the Steelers took him in the third round. But that's how I think Dalen Mack, who, again, a Shrine guy, came here, and he's having a great week. I think he could you – know, he's got that similar, uh, you know, stout body. He's got that big bubble, and yeah. uh, I think they play similar. So I think he's also working himself into being a possible top 100 pick. And but Kiki though, what it, what do you kind of see with him as far as you know? And, and we have some folks out there. Matter of fact, one of the Twitter questions I had today were some folks that were interested about these uh, defensive tackles, especially from Texas A and M. With Kiki, I think he's uh, when his first step doesn't work or that first move, he's uh, kind of done. You right. know, he doesn't have the secondary measures, the countermeasures. That's what I want to see from him this week. Hopefully, is uh, better hand use, uh, better understanding of okay, when this doesn't work out, uh, I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, better job setting up block. Um, so I, I want to see that from him. Uh, can't say I saw it in yesterday's practice, but right. something to look forward to um, you know, tomorrow and as we go forward. David Hellman, the Dallas Cowboys with what went on at the end of the season, defensive tackle, an area you're going to look at? I think it's a uh, – no, I don't even want to call it a sneaky big need. <laughs> I think it's just a need. Yeah. Uh, David Irving, probably not coming back to this team. Sure. Even if he does, he's played – I know. Stop Four with the David yeah. Irving. I mean, like, yeah. yes, thank you, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Malik Collins is heading into a contract year. Antoine Woods, great, great story. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't add to the position. Cause also coming off the injury. And, and coming, you know, had surgery right after the season was over. That's a good point. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, smartly, I think anybody that listens to this show is aware not to fall in love with a first-round defensive tackle. Yeah. But we don't have to worry about that this year. No, true. no. So, you never know. Might jump back well, in this. Do you, do you think second round is too early for this team? To See, that's why I want to. I want to look. I want to look at. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, I want to look <laughs> second well, round. I want, Considering Malik, they found a guy on the street, like you said, Malik though. Collins was pick sixty-seven. So yeah. that's right. nine spots or eleven spots right. after. Right. Uh, no, nine spots after uh, fifty-eight. So I think it's plausible. If yeah. you're if you're watching along with us and then happen to have one eye on ESPN, you. Uh, they are showing Will Greer, the quarterback from uh, West Virginia. I want to get into some of these quarterbacks, even though it's not a Dallas Cowboys need per se. I want to talk about some of these guys, though, because we have fans from other teams that might be looking for quarterbacks, might be wondering how does Will Greer measure to some of the other guys we've uh, we've uh, kind of seen or are starting to see here in this draft process. Even if you're a Cowboys fan, what shapes a draft class? quarterbacks yeah you know so I thought you I don't think you can have a full understanding of of the way this all shapes up without having a good idea of where these quarterbacks are going flipping it back to the defensive side of the ball the defensive tackle spot Dane where Dexter Lawrence from Clemson Hmm, that's a good name why am I why am I struggling with Dexter Lawrence and everybody tells me Dexter Lawrence is a hell of a football player I I mean I think he is but Value wise, impact wise, yeah. What? Where do you? Where do you draft him? Because he's not a great pass rusher. I don't. I, mean, I don't care what you show me, what stats you show me. Uh, he it doesn't show on film. Yeah, um, that's the problem I'm having with him, David. It just it just impact. I mean, I don't know if I'm drafting a nose tackle, a one technique in the top. You know, not to sound like you know Stephen Jones, right? Say, yeah, is yeah. this the Cowboys front office? Right. Well, right now? I, I thought this way last year with Vita Vea. I wasn't high on him. No, no, you were not high on Vita, you know, Vita Vea. That's right. Again, if I'm drafting yeah. a defensive tackle in the top twenty, twenty-five, I need a pass rusher. I need someone that's going to impact the pocket. I mean, it's great that you're a run stuffer. It's great you can occupy double teams and help others get to the uh, quarterback. But if I'm going to draft you, because I can find those guys, uh, I feel confident I can find those guys later. If I'm drafting you with a premium draft pick, you better give me just a little bit more than uh, you know being a run stuffer and. 
With Dexter Lawrence, that's a big question. Can he give you more? I'm not sold that he can. That's why on my top 50 list, he came in at like 40-something, early yeah. 40s, like 42, something yeah. like that. Um, but I don't know. I, he, he, it's, it's a planet theory with him. There's only so many people on this planet that look like him oh, that my could gosh, move like yes, him. Yes, That's why Vita yes. Vea went as high as he did. Right. That's yeah. why this kid's probably going to go in the top 20, 25 yeah. picks. Yeah. I, but I, I think we both agree that I don't know. We're, there's just something missing there. There is something well, missing there. This is a familiar – I mean, God, we've had this conversation more times than I can talk. But to go back to that point, 58, is that too rich? For, I mean – It, it, it I might be exactly – he might be – you might be staring at him at 58. You, th- you think he falls that far? I don't think he falls that far. Well, no. the question – okay, the question you have is, though, are teams going to not – are teams going to dock him – because of the up and down tape. No, because I think they're going to believe in the traits. Um, I think you look at Vita Vea last year, Deron Payne last mm-hmm. year. Uh, those both, both those guys went, what, 12 and 13, something like that? Sure. I think Dexter Lawrence is still going to go in the first round. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Um, I don't mm. see the value. I have my questions, but I, I still think he's going to go high. Um, I, I mean, look, look at the playoff games Clemson played. Did you see the big de- uh, drop off on their defensive line? No, you mentioned no. that. No, you know, you, know yeah. you, you didn't see that, and so yeah. I don't know. I I still think he's going to go high, though. I will say, even at fifty eight, I still I think Stephen Jones's kind of mantra is going to hold true. I can't imagine that they are going to draft a D tackle who doesn't have pass rush ability. No, I think that, you're absolutely with, right with about that. I mean, even right. Malik what Collins are, was a third round pick; he can rush the pass. Okay, what about a guy like Jerry Tillery then from Notre Dame? <sighs> Wish he was here. Yeah, me too. I was told uh, he was looking for some reasons not to be here. You yeah, know, he he didn't really want to be here, which is kind of a red flag for me. All right, does Jerry Tillery uh, like to play football? Then add it to the red flag list with him. Okay, uh, you want to expand on that? Uh, I, I know there's a lot of scouts that have some questions because he's just uh, because Notre Dame has put some guys in this league here pretty uh, pretty regularly last. Yeah. Oh, years. Yeah. oh yeah. Notre Dame will always put guys in the league. Yeah. No question, um, especially them offensive linemen. I tell you, when you watch you watch Jerry Tillery's. 10 best plays from this year, yeah. you're going to fall in love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to just buy in uh, with what he offers, that length, that athleticism. Uh, there's there's plenty to like about Jerry Tillery. I don't know. I just I worry about is he going to bring me what I, you know, the, that juice day in, day out. I, I don't know. I have some questions there. Scouts have questions. I mean, there's, there's some qu- character questions from uh, Jerry Tillery that could push him out of the first round, maybe further than people think. There's a slider, Dave. Give him, hey, well. Yeah, whoa, whoa, we, we almost got the wave. I like sliders, but I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of guys that like to be here. And, I'm yeah, that troubles me if somebody's not. Again, you want guys that want to compete, right? Yeah, right. And that's, that's me talking, but that's also a, line, a big line under Jason Garrett. It, you know, they love guys that love football. Can, uh, I, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Sorry to – Chris Richard, uh, how is that he going to affect – if at all, their defensive strategy oh. with the draft yeah. in terms of defensive tackles, in terms of what corners they look at. Absolutely. Um, safeties. Absolutely. How yeah. do you think that affects 58, if at all? Well, I think it affects it quite a bit. Well, also, I mean, and, I, you know, he's more established now, and we got to see how it plays out. But in a few weeks, you know, maybe there's a title change or a little bit of a role shift. Yeah. But he was there from January of last year. So probably not was the part of he had the big strategy. he did have a big stick for what he did That's with Byron true. Jones. Absolutely. He moved Byron Jones to corner. Yeah. So he was a part of those evaluations. So I think you already kind of have a look at that, although, you know, with what he did this year. I think, yeah, I think it's fair to say positive he'll have even more yeah, influence. They might take forward, his opinion yeah. a little more sure. Oh yeah. Uh, his impact or his opinion might make a little more impact uh, in draft meetings when they're stacking the draft board. Absolutely. And I think that's something pivot to corners that are here. Yeah. Uh, this is the a good group of corners if you're looking for tall, long guys who can run. Starts with Isaiah Johnson from Houston. Okay. Who thirty three and three quarter inch arms, which is silly for a, a corner. Right. Uh he came in at six two and I think uh, a quarter. Uh he's gonna run in the four fours at the combine. Dude can blaze. Uh he's a former receiver. You know he has the ball skills. Yep. He's incredibly raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh if you're talking about the traits, which is that's what we know teams look for, especially this team Size, length, speed, he has it in spades. And I think that uh, he's a guy that needs to be on the radar. 
maybe even at 58. I think he's more of a third rounder, mm. uh, but for teams that really value that. If you're that, picking at the back end of the draft, you almost true. have to think around early that's, on that's these it. guys. We've said that a bunch here on the draft show. It's, I'm just thinking to myself, it's funny because Chris Richard is a probably a huge part of the reason why in 2019 we're obsessed with tall cornerbacks with long arms. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. And, yeah. And, well, absolutely. He works for the Cowboys now, so that's a great point. Dane's absolutely right about Isaiah Johnson. If I go back and look at my notes on him, you know, this guy can jam, he can redirect, he can cover some ground when he runs too. Big, tall, speed's long guy. Not speed's not a question. But I thought he needed to be a bit more aware of the football. Yep. I thought there were some times where, you know, when you, when you start talking about him – you know, where the ball is, you know, we've seen that with some of the Cowboy, mm-hmm. you know, with Awuzie, with Byron Jones and those guys. And I'm sure it happens around the league, too. There's a lot of teams out there that have cornerbacks that don't play with a lot of awareness, though, for where the ball is. Dane really messed me up when we did our first show because I, I love to think about draft needs. I, yeah. it's, I, spend, I daydream about it like when I'm putting my shoes on in the morning. Yeah. And – Cornerback hadn't even dawned on me, really. Cause, like, yeah. D tackles out there. Well, what'd you got to do with Byron out there. Jones? Well, oh, well, go, yeah. break, break it down in even further yeah. detail. The only cornerback on this team with a secure future right now is Cheeto. Yeah. Yeah. You got Byron coming into a contract year. Anthony Brown coming into a contract year. I think he has played well for what they've let him Byron do. Byron doesn't have a contract. Right? Well, he, do, he does right now. Right he's, now he He's does. playing on his fifth-year option. Fifth year okay. option. Okay. So he's, in, he's in, got in 2020, year. he's gotcha. up. Yeah. Gotcha. But, yeah. Uh, Anthony Brown and Byron are both up after yeah. this upcoming season. Yeah, Jordan Lewis, I, again, I thought he played well in the spots they gave him, but he's clearly not favored here, probably because of Chris Richard, just from a, a size standpoint. Uh, and so all of a sudden, you know, as good as the situation looks heading into 2019, it's pretty dicey after that. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it is something we're going to have to talk about. As we uh, just kind of take a peek at what's going on there at the uh, – Jaguars at the South uh, Alabama indoor practice facility. If you're watching us and then also watching the drills, it, they're, they're kind of focusing on the defensive line. We talked about that uh, a little earlier as we uh, as we open the show. Uh, they're they're running through the bags. It's something. This is all pre-practice stuff that we do. Uh, as you know, when you watch practice when we're at training camp, things like that. They they run through all these drills, get ready for. The actual big part of practice where later you'll see the team period. We'll see some one-on-one stuff. We'll see some nine-on-seven, some seven-on-seven. Full pads today, too, by the way, guys. So that's a that's a good sign. And we'll have some full pads uh, on tomorrow as well. Um, any other cornerbacks, though, Dane, that, that you know, is, is Johnson, is Isaiah Johnson the best one that we can look forward to on the weekend as we watch these uh, the Senior Bowl uh, game unfold? I think that Rocky Sin from Temple is the best corner here. Okay. Um, I think he's a top 50 guy. I don't think he'll be in we the We talked about him a little last night. Yeah. yeah, he's a really good player. Um, I, after him, I think that's when you – there's some debate. Chris Boyd from Texas. Yeah. Um, I think he's in that mix. Um, Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. Right. I, there's some things missing in his game. But another guy, big, long, uh, he can play. Uh, so I, he's going to be in that mix, a Penn State kid. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think there's uh, – we're all, and we're talking about big, physical, long corners, all right. of them. And so they're kind of going to be in the same mix in that right around 58, you know, and it's just right where uh, – is that too early for them? Or right. Is it, if you wait to the third round, can you still get a guy that you like? Um, that will be the debate at 58 because it's – it's an interesting spot uh, picking that late in this draft. It is, and you know we, we go back. You talk about Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky, and I was looking just through my notes. A you know, guy for a tall guy, I thought he turned pretty well. You know, quick with his reactions, he felt felt like he could close on the ball pretty well. But the thing I had, I didn't, I didn't see deep speed, Dane. That was what I kind of worried yeah. about. I saw some separation there. I mean, mm-hmm. he really stay in route with, and then all of a sudden at the end there was a separation there. So we'll see if that carries over uh, to the game uh, this weekend as uh, we get ready for the 70th uh, Senior Bowl game uh, here in Mobile, Alabama. Okay, uh, we're going to take our first break of the day. When we come back, we're going to hit your Twitter questions here. We, I want to make sure that we get your questions answered. Uh, again, we're keeping an eye on the practice that's going on on, uh, on ESPN right now. But we're going to focus in on some of your questions, and uh, we will do that when we come back. 
Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean, the fish living there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. This This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here on the draft show from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, we are doing our show again a little bit earlier today uh, because of the weather conditions here in Mobile. They had to go to the University of South Alabama for practice. The North team has already practiced. I'm going to go to Dane Brugler here in just a minute. He's going to tell us some highlights or things that were uh, noted. We had pool reporters at the practice, so they were able to kind of type things up for us and give us a little bit of idea. We do have our eye on the uh, television screen here where the uh, where the South team is practicing right now. If there's anything developing there, again, they're going through their drills uh, with their position coaches and stuff, and so kind of a kind of wish we were there watching these drills because it kind of gives you an idea about foot quickness and ability to turn and all that. So uh, we'll watch the tape later. Yeah, absolutely, we'll figure it know, all out. We'll, we'll figure it, it out. We'll get it okay. Done. Real quick, Dan, before I get to the Twitter on the 20, yeah. I want to go with Dane. Just give us a little bit of what happened, some things that happened at the uh, early in the, uh, at the uh, North practice. Uh, this morning, so a few just little tidbits. Um, we'll talk more in depth later uh, when we get more details. But Donald Parham, the Stetson t- Stetson, we, we talked, talked about, about him last night, 6'8". He, he was injured. Uh, not sure how serious or not, um, but he was hurt. Uh, he had to leave. Uh, Daniel Jones threw a pair of picks uh, and team drills. That's the uh, quarterback from, from Duke, Duke, right? And then a wide receiver who I'm not, I can't remember if we mentioned him yesterday, but if we didn't, we should have because right. he had a really good first practice. Penny Hart, uh, uh, the, Bobby Belt somewhere right yeah, now. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Belt is celebrating. Is, he is smiling right now the, that I didn't see his five eight uh, wide receiver uh, out there running. around. I was around. gonna say the diminutive uh, yeah. wide receiver out of Georgia State. Who yes. he? I mean, we talked to Andy Isabella, right. and in a similar vein. You know, talk about foot quickness and the ability to separate. Penny Hart was doing that all day yesterday, yeah, and yeah. I think he's he showed he's able to do that uh, here today, today's practice. So uh, that quickness, uh, that's uh, that opens some eyes, and I think that's uh, Penny Hart's definitely a name you're going to be hearing more and more. Penny Hart, yeah. Bobby Belt came up with that. Bobby, we love you. Thank you for always coming up with great names. Okay, David Hellman. Give me a little of that Twitter on the twenty. Twitter on the twenty. Yeah, I want to. All right, I want to start off. Uh, I mean, I got some questions too, but this is like a conglomeration question because from yesterday until now, like ninety-five people have asked me th- about this guy, which 
uh, makes sense because we're based in Texas. Mm-hmm. So uh, if y'all could shed some light on Charles Amenihu for me, perhaps. Amenihu? Amenihu. Damn it. Whatever. You took one, You took a page out of my book. I took a page out of the broadest book. Yeah, absolutely. It's January. I'll yeah. get it. Yeah. I mean, first off, we have to start with the length. Uh, let me get to make sure I get it exactly right. Yeah. 36 and a half inch arms. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah. I mean, that's – if you're uh, – I mean, we we when we go to the combine, uh, he might be the only one that has hits thirty six. You know, yeah. like thirty six is a great number. Thirty six and a half is awesome. And we need to explain how they measure, real right. quick, because yeah, because because we mom, talked about hand. Yeah, your yeah. mom your mom measured her hand yesterday, right? Yeah, my mom happened to listen to the draft show yesterday, and she heard about our hand. Discussion. How to measure, right? So she was. Curious. I want to give her a chance to measure her arms now. She was curious how you know, her hand. So yeah. she put a, a ruler down. She spread out her hand. She, oh. Did they, did they seven. stretch her? They stretch her? They get she, her? Just, she just did it on her own. She's, <laughs> oh, seven and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah, the same size hands as uh, Hunter Renfro. Hunter oh, Renfro. Boy. So, uh, <laughs> Hunter, oh, boy. From here on now, it's he yeah. is now Hunter Mom Hands Renfro. Exactly. That is his name. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, in, talking about length, yeah. hand did, straight out. Straight out and from the and from the, the joint. Right. On the top of the, in the joint, all the way out to your index finger. Right. So when you're measuring, when you when you talk about arm length, it's not like okay, measure the, it's they take it all the way out, and then they measure in the joint, and then all the way to the end of your your finger. Right and there. a lot of times, what they do is they'll take like a, a tape measurer, tape it on the wall, right? And so you just stand flat back against yeah. the wall and just yeah, put your yeah uh, arm out like that, and yeah. you know, see how it goes. Yeah, and they do it too. And they measure when they do the vertical, they measure. Right. You know, they measure that way with the arm going up so they know how much the reach is. So, anyway, good, but a good player, though, right? From oh, yeah, Omenehu is a really good player. Uh, he's a guy who, he, he, Texas, they played that base kind of 3-4 uh, defense, and so he played head up over the tackle a lot. Didn't really get a chance to show off that edge speed mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, but he's a good athlete, and with that type of length, uh, you've got something to work with. And so uh, Omenahu, he, he played uh, during practice. You saw him line up a lot of times inside. And so I'm eager to see how they use him throughout the week. If he gets more reps outside, um, you know, do the teams consider more of a five technique? I, I, where is his fit? That's a big question. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny that it was – I was yesterday. You talk about guys that fits and what what they do. Did you notice Zach Allen at all yesterday from Boston oh, College? You wrote about Zach Allen. Yeah, I, I noticed it not in a good way though. Really, to be honest. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. Fo- I mean, I probably could have missed a couple good reps for him. I felt like that. You know, when you watch him play, I, I was not a big Zach Allen fan. No, and 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 the problem I had with Zach Allen is because I thought he struggled get off to get off blocks. Right. You know, but I thought yesterday was a better day for him in that. Because I, I did. There were some, some times in the one-on-one stuff where I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I, need to, maybe I need to, you know. But it, there was, he just doesn't have a lot of pass rush moves. And there are people talking about him as like, a, you know, like first-round grades. Well, I, I think he, yeah, he could be a first-round guy. But yeah. he's not, that pass rush is not his thing. He's no. A, he's a better He was defender. better when they put him inside playing tackle a little bit. Yeah, and he did both at Boston College. Right, he lined okay. up inside, outside. Okay. Um, he has a, he's not that. You know, speed demon off the edge. No, it's not his no, game. he does not that. No, but I don't. I don't want to hear pass rush is not his thing about a first round guy. Like, well, yeah, he just doesn't. He's really a left end passer. though. Is really That's what he is, it. right? Yeah, he's a base end who is a good football player. He's going to play the run well. Yeah, um, I mean, he can do a lot of things. He'll give you a pass rush. It's just not as special. He showed a better pass rush yesterday than what I've seen on tape. Yeah, That's, I, I, I mean, I we're, we're talking stories. about. I know. Yeah, we're talking about guys that were ends and. Ins and tackles and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a guy. I mean, I'm like, man, he looked just awful on tape. And then you see him live, maybe just a little bit better. All right, as long as we're doing this, I'll just knock out a question from yeah. Buddy. Uh, uh, Buddy wants to know about Demarcus Christmas, hmm. Florida State. Florida State. Uh, I don't know his tape. Like, I don't know. I, I it's hard to get a good read off him off his tape. Like, I I liked his junior stuff. Yeah. And then coming into this year, I kind of had high expectations. Coaching change there problems. You think? Well, that's that was that was yeah, mild, that created, putting it mildly understatement. That yeah. created a yeah, lot of was, issues at yeah. Florida State. Yeah. Um. But aside from that, you know, yeah, he. I don't think he played. He didn't play a high number of snaps. Yeah. Um. But he's he's a big guy and he can move. I thought he actually had a good first day of practice. Yeah. He had some reps better yesterday than he had all season. And so he's going to be one that's 
little tough to like Zach figure Allen. Out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, with Christmas, he's, when you watch his tape, he's not going to blow you away. No. But there's something there. I mean, his yeah. junior stuff was good. He's playing well here. I, it's, he's going to be a tough one to figure out. Yeah. Okay, here's one, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revise Matt's question because he says, who is this year's Van Der Esch? Which, like, okay, yeah, sure, let's just try to figure out who's going to the Pro Bowl right now. But yeah, It's nice to see. By the way, if you're watching at DallasCowboys.com, uh, Nick Eatman, uh, yeah, Dana Burns, our, all, our whole crew there. there. Yeah, so check that out for sure. But, all right, so let's revise that. And we talked so much last year about ascending players. Mm-hmm. Who are some ascending players? Preferably guys that are here, but if somebody really jumps out to you just overall, I need let's to, talk about him. I need to coin those words. As, uh, yeah, yeah, you do. That it's, is a Bruglerism. For me, for me it, it, this is, this is good. it's not even close. And, okay. And, yeah, and who, I, you got? who you got? Who you got? He's jumping about, on a, he's going don't to take running my guy. Don't take my guy. No, I'm going to take your guy. Get ready for this. I'm, take, I'm, I know you're going to take my guy. I'm going to take your guy. Get Does ready. Does he play for Alabama? Absolutely. That's plays a, for Alabama. That's ah, my ascending player. Yeah. That, there you go. That's where, uh, that's where, like I said, I was just pulling my notes on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, so University. Wildcat quarterback yeah. extraordinaire. No, just badass overall. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go ahead and just say that about the young man. I mean, it. it now, the measurables, you're looking at a guy that's 5'8", 213 pounds, legitimate. The speed says 4'49". Four, four, I think he's faster than that. He's only 5'8"? Is that five, what he 5'9". 5'9". He wears number 8. He looks like a way bigger, badder yeah, yeah, dude yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. He's, but he, he's built. I mean, yeah. Oh, he, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. he is built. You know, and that and that's the thing about him is that – did I take your guy, by the way? I did take yeah, your guy. Yeah, I got to find a new ascending player. Yeah, uh, this guy's got elusive balance. I mean, I mean, his it's unreal. I mean, he – he will. He will, he's got some complete back traits to him as well, though, because he'll stand in there and pass protect if you let him. Oh yeah. You know, but the best thing he does, this guy breaks defenders down in space. I mean, he, he's when it when it's all said and done, people are going to talk about him a lot. I have a feeling. Oh, he's he's a first round. If there's a running back in this draft who will go first round, yeah. it'll be this kid. Yeah. Um, it just I. I so gave crazy him. he wasn't he wasn't even the regular starter. Well, he was he was the third stringer for to start the yeah, year. Yeah, he, he moved to the second string and classic Alabama is the third stringer is a bigger badass than the starter. So yeah. go so, ahead. And, well, and Damian Harris is you know awesome running back. I think he's a top one hundred guy, but he's not Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, so and we'll we'll see how Jacobs. Uh, I think he's gonna. Do well at the combine, and I think he's going to have, uh, you know, a guy that we talk about as a possible first round pick leading up to uh, the draft. So he definitely qualifies as, as an ascending player. I'll give you a guy. Uh, I was hoping you would. Who <laughs> was going to be here, but he's hurt. Jelani Tavai from Hawaii. Oh, oh the linebacker. Oh. Yes, I think he's. I think he's an ascending player who, again, I, don't sleep on this kid. He's, Did you have the second round right now? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Peep, there are people out here who say his name one more time Jelani for Jelani Tavai. Yeah. There are T-A-V-I-A. T-A-V-I-A. I-E. Or I I. Yeah. A-I. I was A-I-A. Yeah. Don't go to Brian for spelling. T A V A I. Listen, he there are people that cover the draft that don't even know about this kid yet. Like he is a big time player. Oh, he's, they're not wrong. He's not here because he has a shoulder that needs yeah. that he's rehabbing. Um but we'll see if he's okay. I don't think he's going to be okay for the combine. But we'll see if he's okay yeah. for a personal uh, workout pro yeah. day type thing. Uh-huh. Um, Six three two thirty five right now. Who can move? I mean, we talk about yeah. uh, you know Van Der Esch. Like yeah. he, he's not Van Der Esch because he's not that type of athlete, and there are some questions there. But with Tavai, he can move. He can cover. He can. He plays with power. Oh. Uh, you know, we we watched Josh Oliver tape the tight end who was sure here did. from San Jose State. Sure did. We watched Jelani Tavai carry him up the seam mm-hmm. without not letting him separate. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, really impressive stuff. He is a three down linebacker who I think is a top sixty pick, and people are going to be surprised when he goes so early. But people listening to this won't be. Let me tell you. Let ah. me tell you where he's better in college than than Van Der Esch. I didn't have take on. Well, take on. Say, you take you on. just dogged Leighton for months about how he wasn't physical enough. So he, d- I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. There were, there were, there, I wasn't the only one. I know. I wasn't the I only one. I just wanted to take that dig. It's no, fine. no. I'm just saying, <laughs> this, guy, this guy right here, though, I mean, okay, he's got to be careful when he gets too tall here, though. That's 6'3". He'll play a little upright sure. on you. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, though. This is a physical SOB. I mean, this guy, when you talk about run to the football – Play with his hands, physical take on. He can redirect. Dane's right. He can cover too. That's the thing. I mean, you you watch him play, 
And, uh, you know, you talk about guys that don't come off the field. This cat doesn't come off the field. So, yeah, keep an eye. Tavai, number 31 from Hawaii. Jelani Tavai. Jelani Tavai. Can, can, can I throw one more? One yeah. more name? Hey, I, yes, because this is why people listen to this show in the first place. Let me, so tell, you, let me, tell, you, let me tell you a guy, and, and maybe Dane will disagree with me, but I think this guy is going to rise up the charts when it's all said and done. And maybe I'm wrong about where he is right now. Just read the name. We'll see. If I it, just want to make sure I, I was, qualifying the name. I was considering name. another player. We'll see if okay. this is who it is. Riley Ridley. Yep. That's who it is. Are we really calling him a ascending player? Like, everybody knows Riley Ridley. But, but, but in, the, in the grand scheme of where everybody is, where they're ranking these receivers. Okay. You he's think he's not, getting he, slept on? Oh, I think everybody's sleeping on this guy a little bit. I, I think people know him because his last name's Ridley. They yeah. Know yeah. He's, yeah. And he, he played brother. at a name program. He but played he, at Georgia. He, he, you know how many career yards he had at Georgia? Like, a thousand. I was yeah. gonna, well, because yeah. he really only came on in his final year there, which I guess goes to your point that You he's watched ascending. the national championship game two years ago? Against Alabama. Yeah. 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 Watch that, but but you can watch this game. You can watch LSU, Vandy, Tennessee, Missouri, and he just makes plays. He's a. I mean, he made my top fifty list. I mean, okay, I, he's. T- I mean, we're. He's not a secret. He's why, not. Why are you looking at well, me I'm like that? I'm just saying when you look at all the other wide receivers in this thing. I mean, I don't yeah. think people. You, you okay, mean, you're right. Which okay, I should. You know, the the conversation is ascending and not under the radar. Right. So he's not under the radar. Right. He is when ascending. It, all right. Okay. Let me ask you this: right. When it's all said and done, could he be one of the top? three wide receivers in this draft. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, because this, this draft, and we've talked about wide receivers. I don't have a first-round one right now, by the way. I think the highest That's guy on my list. music to my ears. Yeah. Highest guy on my list was 23 overall or something. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, you know. Me. Harmon or Madcalf? But <laughs> I went. I, I have a Metcalf, Harmon, Marquise Brown. But right. see, it's going to be. I'm telling you, Metcalf went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Marquise Brown is Oklahoma. Oh, we're gonna get, Who's the other guy? We're going to get fooled Kelvin Harmon. We're going to get Kelvin fooled Harman. Wait, on okay, this. I don't know that one. Yet. NC State. We're going to get State. fooled on right. this, uh, this whole thing. Just trying to keep people up to speed. Here's the thing with these wide receivers. Is by the way, Debo Samuel just caught a ball uh, for the uh, talking about wide receiver South Carolina. We're going we're to talk about him in a minute. Yeah. So um, had a nice day yesterday, by the way, too. He did. He did. He's. Kind of jostling with Andy Isabella to be the top receiver here. Yep. Uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, wide receivers wide receiver. at the top. That's why we brought him up. I, I'm talking. I talked to a lot of people down here, and when wide receivers come up, when we talk about Marquise Brown, some have said, "Oh, he's going top 15." Right. He's going high. Hollywood, right? Yeah. Isn't he like a DD clone? Doesn't he weigh like 150 pounds? So 100, 175. Oh, Th- but. It, Top 15. John Ross went nine. Ooh, uh, how about that? How'd, how'd that work out? It, not very people, well. People don't learn from mistakes. Oh, my no, God. They'll, they'll, they'll people will look at that and say, oh, it's the Bengals. Oh, they'll watch this tape. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't, uh, don't bust my team, the Bengals. <laughs> eh. uh, Bengal fans, that's at DP Brugler, by the way. I said what teams will say. That's what stay, they'll say. Stay on target. <laughs> but, see, all right, back to my, what I was saying. Deshaun, or some look at see Deshaun Jackson. He's yeah. going top 15. Others look at him and say the size, 175, the durability. Mm-hmm. He's a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. A lot of different opinions. DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. 6'4", 230 pounds, 4'4", speed, a freak show. Uh, he's going to go top 15, while others say eh, a couple big injuries. Ole he's still Miss. raw. Second round. You know, so there's so many different opinions on these wide receivers. No consensus, and it's anyone's guess when the first one's going to come off yeah. the board. Yeah, I Keep love Keep an this. eye on Dylan Mitchell, by the way, from Oregon. He's a Nelson Aguilar clone. Like the good and the bad. The good and the bad. Yeah, there you go. Point. There you go. Well, real quick, before yeah. we do this next, I'm yeah. just, I'll combine these into two because they're the same thing, well, essentially. Did a good job on that, like new players or something. Tyler... Tyler wants a round projection-ish on Debo, the mm. South Carolina receiver who's mm. here in Mobile. And then Christian wants the same thing for Anthony Johnson, the guy out of Buffalo who's here this week. So just kind of where you think those two stack up in the – You got a ballpark on, on the old board. You know, coming into the year, I thought Debo – I have not seen him yet, I don't believe. Okay. Yeah. Based on his junior stuff, and well, because he missed most of last year right. with a broken leg or ankle. Um, and so he missed like almost all of last year. But going based on his, his tape from previously when I watched over the summer, I gave him a late first-round grade. I loved him. Mm-hmm. I thought he could be a big-time player. Then this year, you could tell he spent a lot of this year knocking the rust off. Uh, you know, trying to regain his old form that he showed uh, as an underclassman. And we finally started to see it down the stretch. We're seeing it some here. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm a big fan of what Debo Samuel could be. I think he's one of the best 
uh, yards after catch uh, receivers in this draft. Um, he's a playmaker in that regard. What's his long speed? Um, is he a guy that's going to be easily separate downfield? He did yesterday a couple times against Rocky Sin. Sure did. Uh, I thought he had a pretty good opening practice. So Debo, I, right now, I, I put him in, say, the 40 to 75 range. And I know that's kind of a big range, but, you know, when we talk about these receivers, there's differing opinions on them. And, you know, it, what's what's Debo's role? Is he a slot guy? Is he an outside guy? What, how do you know? Teams are kind of split on what his role is, what his best fit is, and so I think there's a wide variance of where he could go. And if you went 41st, wouldn't surprise me. He goes 72nd, wouldn't surprise me. So I think he's in that in that uh, range. And then Anthony Johnson, I tell you, I, I hate to just boil it down to a 40 yard dash, but 40 yard dash is going to be important for Anthony Johnson. I think he might be the most polished receiver here. Uh, just with his understanding of timing and routes and how to work back to the quarterback and you know really help out his quarterback, but how fast is he? Is he going to yeah. be able to separate? There's Four or five three there. guy maybe maybe low yeah, maybe, maybe maybe worse. And so I, I, there's a lot to like about Anthony Johnson, uh, Jadavion Clowney's cousin, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Um, and he's got a uh, Jadavion Clowney's cousin, and he's not the guy that went to South Carolina. Yeah. And, well, and he he. He grew up in South Carolina, didn't have the grades, went to JUCO, went to another JUCO, mm. was supposed to go to Oklahoma State, and then that didn't work out and uh, because of grades, and then went to Buffalo. So he's had a little winding career, but the last two years, he's been outstanding. Uh, you know, the best MAC receiver, one of the best receivers in, in college football. So he's had a, a good week here so far, and eager to see how he tests, because that could have an influence about how high he's graded and where he ends up going. But he's he's a day two player. It's just a matter of where on day two. Yeah, you know, the thing with Anthony Johnson, though, to me is that I, I saw a guy that did a really good job of tracking the ball. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and you're right. I think he's got some you – know, he's physical with the ball in his hands. He's, he, he could be a little nifty if he has to. But uh, he doesn't give up on routes. That's where I was. I mean, I, I was, you know, sometimes guys get frustrated when they run routes. And he didn't look like he, he just keeps working, you know. And, and, you know, he likes to get him on the move and get him the ball. That's kind of what they were doing. He's got a quarterback, too. That kid, that kid can. Tyree can, Jackson. Jackson can chunk it. I mean, <laughs> he can chunk it, you know. And, that, I mean, you, and you can see it. Chunk you, it or chuck it? Chuck it, chunk it, whatever Both. you want to, whatever you want to do, whatever, he whatever it takes. Fancy. Yeah, whatever it takes. I mean, he could, he could what, do it. Was my Josh Allen, Cardell Jones, the blender? Uh, yeah, is that yeah. a, is that That's a fair. negative? Is that a positive? Nah, it's, it's both. Not, it's, it's, it's both. It's I mean, fair. it's a be, it's true evaluation, is what it is. My my love affair with Cardell has not panned out, although he is still in the league. Yeah, so I, I think we have a bet about whether or not he. We do. I made well. I don't. I definitely made a bet with Kavanaugh. Yeah, he owes me Jeff Kavanaugh one hundred five. He owes me like a hundred dollars if Cardell ever makes a Pro Bowl. So he's looking safe right now. And if he doesn't, I I paid him five dollars in advance, and so okay. it was like twenty to one odds. Yeah, so sure. I I don't think I'm getting that money back. Yeah, it wasn't a good bet. Yeah, that's okay. All right, uh, thank you guys out there for the Twitter on the twenty. When we come back, you know what we like to say? We try to t- focus in on everything about all positions. I want to get into some of these quarterbacks, and I just want to do it from the standpoint of the senior bowl quarterbacks because, again, this game will be this Saturday. But I want you, if you're a fan of another team and you're a quarterback needy team, I, I want to get into a couple of these guys and see what Dane Brugler has to say about them. So we'll do that next. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup. And now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof. Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. 
When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We are back here at the Draft Show from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, again, we are uh, on a little earlier today because of uh, the inclement weather here in uh, Mobile. They're practicing right now. The South team is working at uh, South Alabama. Their brand-new indoor facility, by the way. It looks beautiful. Speaking of the weather, yeah, the weather just keeps interrupted our TV Keeps feed. knocking our thing out. If you're interested, if you're watching us and then you're also watching the feed of ESPN, you – uh, they are showing practice, so if you kind of want to take a peek, uh, we'll be back at it. We're going to have an early show again tomorrow. Uh, Dane's got a travel day. Dave and Ken have got to travel, and then uh, so we're going to have an early show before the practices again tomorrow. Kind of set the table for what we expect to to see uh, as we get ready for practice. I teased about, and by the way, too, thanks to everybody that's joining us on Periscope as well. We really, really do appreciate you guys. Love to go back through, see the interaction that you guys have. Uh, some great questions, some great comments. Keep that up. That really helps us. If you want to, please follow the draft show uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's another way that Kent always puts out information, what we got doing. And then uh, it kind of keeps – we're going to keep, again, the one, uh, one time a week show. It'll be every Thursday until we get to April, and then we'll make adjustments for what we have to do. So, But, again, thanks, everybody uh, around the world. Uh, by the way, we had a question came from – Yeah, Copenhagen, Denmark. Yeah, which absolutely. Uh, the guy he wanted to talk about is not here. doesn't mean we can't talk okay, about Okay, well, let's get to that. I mean, we'll get to that at a point. I, I, I want to get his question answered, though. And, right now? Or yeah, you go wanna, ahead. Yo, who yeah, we got? Well, yeah, who we got? I don't want to get on his quarterbacks, but I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm feeling good about everybody around the world. You know, I just love hearing that people, and, Danish people yeah. listen to the draft show. Yeah, absolutely. My Danish peeps. Uh, yeah. He wanted to know about Hjalte Froholt. I hope that I Yelda said that right. Froholt. Arkansas, offensive lineman. Yeah. Danish, so I get I get why he wanted to hear. You're about, about to it. give me a scouting report on this guy, aren't you? Yeah, of course, uh, of course he is. I mean, he played at Arkansas. I knew Dane yeah. would know him. Good. He um, grew up playing rugby. Uh, started getting interested in football, and he came over to the states when he's a sophomore in high school. Played at Warren G. Harding High School. Hmm. That's where I'm from. That's where you're from. Um, and he played there one year. He played with James Daniels, LaShawn Daniels. Oh wow. Um, and then nice. there's some kind of rule where you can only play one year. If you're an uh, overseas player, uh, foreign exchange student, you can only play one year at high school. So he went back to Denmark for his junior year, then went back to uh, the States for his senior year, played in Florida, and went to Arkansas. He had all types of uh, recruiting offers. Goes to Arkansas. He was a, you know, a three-year starter at left guard. Really athletic guy. He moves really well. Love the body control. Um, he needs to get better with some technique issues, um, some power issues. But uh, he was at the NFL PA game. Honestly, I'm surprised he's not here. I thought he was worthy of a senior bowl invite. Uh, I, I think he's a mid-round pick and a guy okay. who uh, might be talking about ascending players. He, he might be one of them. Okay. One more time for me. Y- Yelda Froholt. Yelda. Yelda Froholt. People in Denmark listening to the draft show. I love it. We yeah. appreciate y'all. Looks like we got a little nine on seven going on here uh, from the practice uh, at the uh, the Senior Bowl again. They're inside today. We're unfortunately we're not there watching. Uh, we will be tomorrow though. And uh, I wanted to get into a little bit again. We're trying to be a full service uh, show here, you know. And and the Cowboys don't have a first round pick. You know, they drafted a quarterback last year. You know, with Mike White, who, who I really really liked. I'd like to see Mike White develop a little bit. But talk about the quarterbacks 
the class in general, mm. Dane. Just the class. You know, we, we, the very first show, we, we talked about uh, the Oklahoma kid and where, and where he might fit. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and where he might fit. Right. But where, where, where do some of these other quarterbacks fit? You know, I mean, is the first team that's going to possibly look at a quarterback at six – with the Giants, is that where this thing is going to well, start? Or is, I mean, no trades. Well, yeah. his, history tells us a quarterback's going top five. Okay. You know, we've talked about that. Um, last 20 years, yeah. only 2013, right. a quarterback wasn't drafted top five. So, good chance we see a trade up in the top five so a team can secure the quarterback they yeah. want. And Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State is the favorite okay. to be the first quarterback drafted. Uh, but after that, okay, who's going to be the next quarterback drafted if Haskins goes to, uh, is the first quarterback drafted? Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, uh, both senior are here. Bowl, senior Bowl guys, yeah. Uh, you know, neither, you know, were amazing in the first uh, yeah. first practice. But like I said, I, I'd like to. But Jones threw a couple of interceptions this morning. Yeah, in the practice, well, I, huh? I hate to, you know, drill him too much, but yeah. we'll, we'll get the tape and see how he did. Right. Uh, and then tomorrow on Thursday's tape uh, practice, we'll see how he did. But I think Daniel Jones is next, and then Drew Locke, and then, you know, Kyler Murray's a wild card in there. But if you're looking for a quarterback outside the first round, that's when, okay, Will Greer in the second. There you go. Uh, who, he, he's like a rhythm passer. When he right. finds his rhythm, he's deadly. But if he doesn't find that rhythm, you see decisions that you're just kind of scratching your head. Like, what's right. he thinking there? He's throwing in the double coverage. He's not, I mean, staring down the receiver, not even bothering to, you know, look at the safety who easily cuts off the route. Uh, you know, it's just, there, there's so many things about, you just kind of wonder about his decision-making, and that's why we're talking about him as a second-rounder, not a first-rounder. Um, how about Jared Stidham from Auburn? Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, redshirt junior, graduated, so he's able to be here. Uh, a Baylor transfer. Uh, he was Art Briles' big recruit, right. and then with everything fell apart in Baylor, he left, went to JUCO. He actually didn't. Go, well, he took classes at JUCO, didn't play. Actually, played with a high school team. Um, you know, as a scout team quarterback to right. stay fresh. Goes to Auburn in the last two years, and I tell you what, watching him last year win the Iron Bowl with Carryon Johnson as his running back. You get excited about Jarrett Stidham, yeah. about what he could be at the next level. Yeah, what happened to That's, him, though? I, it's fun. The, you know, I mean, he was like the guy that people he were was really a guy talking that about. People yeah. were pegging him as a top ten yeah. pick, probably yeah. going back to Baylor. I don't, know oh, if, yeah. I don't know if he maintained the hype at yeah. Auburn. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, he's uh, – you know, you, I think when you look at him and that Auburn offense – that elementary third grade offense that Auburn runs, mm. I think that's a culprit here uh, because it just it, it holds him back, and so um, that's why the Senior Bowl is so big for a guy like that to see him unleash that arm, to see him kind of break open from the uh, you know that Auburn offense that kind of held him back. So uh, Senior Bowl tape will be big for Jarrett Stidham and how he looks throughout the process because he's much better pro than I think what he put on tape this year. Um, it's just a matter of. How, you know, okay, where do you take a guy like that? Better prospect than a guy who came in the Senior Bowl several years, like three years ago, Dak Prescott? Better better prospect Ooh, than – Good question. The problem with – I think when you look at Stidham, you think, okay, he's got some upside. Like he, he, might he was be the a, MVP here of the pro of the, yeah, of the, of the game. Yeah, he yeah, was the game. Right, yeah, yeah, it sure was. But yeah. with Dak, it was more like, you know, he kind of is who he is. It's right. just will it – well, that his style work, right, you know, right. like he's he's really mobile. He's got a strong arm. It's just is his accuracy good enough where it's going to translate to pro defenses? And that's why you know fell to the fourth round. That's why the Cowboys almost took Connor Cook over him. Sure, uh, but and hey, so you're saying you're saying Stidham could be a completely different guy at the next level? Yeah, I think he could be a, a much better pro than what we saw at college. Okay. Which I, I mean, I think. I think what you just said is true for good and for bad. Like, Dak is who he is, and obviously right, it's right. worked. It's obviously why plenty of people still aren't satisfied with what he's put on That's tape. That's it. So, yeah. interesting to Where think Stidham, about. Where Stidham, you're, you're drafting him in the third or fourth round. You're buying into that potential upside yeah. that yeah, he might be good. Once we get our hands on him, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to be able to develop him into uh, his full potential. Where at Auburn, we saw, you know, just a fraction of what he could be. Yeah. Is every okay? So we just mentioned, you know, the uh, Haskins, Murray, Locke, Jones, Jones, Greer, Stidham. Yeah. How many of those six are gone by the end of the second round? I think that Haskins, Jones, Locke, Murray, and Greer for sure are gone by fifty-eight. Okay. That, then that, and we got still a long, long way to go. Who knows? But I'd say for sure those five are off the board. After that. That might be it. I mean, that might be the only five that are off the board at that point. I think, you know, if someone absolutely falls in love with, like, a 
a Tyree Jackson, you know, like maybe that could happen. But I, I think it's more likely we see Tyree Jackson, Ryan Finley from NC State, who's also yeah. There's here. another guy. Yeah, we're talking about Ryan Finley. Though I mean, there's a there's a guy that, he, that honestly that fell kind of off at the end of the year. Fell off the the. A lot of things going on there. Didn't they have coaching changes and stuff like that? North Carolina State or not at NC I mean, State? They, they played Texas A and M in that bowl game, and it just yeah, didn't. Running seem... back ran all over. Yeah, them. exactly. I felt, felt like there were some issues there with North. But well, I'll tell you like, what. Yesterday at practice, Ryan Finley might have been the most consistent quarterback. Um, you know, he it, nothing about him wows you, but he's really consistent. You know, who he reminds me of. And look, I'm not saying he's going to win Super Bowl MVP one day, but he's got a lot of Nick Foles. When I mean, Nick Foles was coming out of Arizona, mm. you know, just. Not a great athlete, but a good athlete. Uh, can move around a little bit. He doesn't have a power arm, but he has a good arm. Right. Uh, nothing about him physically blows you away, but he's just really consistent. He understands wh- the play design, where to go with the ball. Um, and I think Nick Foles is much better now than when he was coming out of Arizona. But kind of with this kid, uh, and he's he's an older guy. He's going to be 25 his rookie year. Um, he started at Boise State, got hurt. Uh, Mark Rippon, who yeah. also in this draft class, last four years starting at Boise State, took his job. Uh, the offensive coordinator at Boise went to NC State to be the offensive coordinator, so Ryan Finley followed him, mm-hmm. and Ryan Finley started the last three years uh, for NC State and had a, a really good career, um, throwing to Kelvin Harmon and Jacoby Myers, another NC State wide receiver who is here. Um, so, you know, I, I think Ryan Finley, is, at the worst, can be a solid backup in this league. Um, and a guy that you might be able to rely on to step in and start games if you need him to. But again, we're talking about him as a maybe a third rounder. Yeah, I'm just. Fa- I mean, I'm I'm going off the top of my head, but this feels like the least amount of fanfare that a quarterback class has had probably in the time we've been doing the draft show. Yeah, you think back to 14 with Bortles and um, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, 16 is obviously dominated by Goff and Wentz and Paxton Lynch. Two years ago, you know, I, the the names were there. Mahomes, Watson. Yeah. But, like, I don't – we weren't sold – or no. no one was sold on them as being Not top 10 all. guys. Not and, at all. You know, and, and, heck, the only one that went top – well, I guess Mahomes went 10. But Trubisky went, you know, yeah. second. Um, Watson went 12. So, you know, that was a weird you – know, yeah. Kaiser was being talked about mm-hmm. in, in the first round. It is. I mean, it's crazy to think now – but you know, everybody was pretty shocked when the Chiefs did what they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. That's, and it's funny because, I mean, I, I wish – I love one of the reasons I love the draft is the domino effect. Right. Uh, if this doesn't happen, then, you know, how the rest of the world would be different. Yeah. If the Chiefs don't make that deal, if John Dorsey and Andy Reid don't get a deal done, Pat Mahomes would be a, a saint. Yeah, he was going at eleven. Wow, yeah. to the the yeah. New Orleans Saints, and yeah. how okay? Well, how does that work? Is, is Pat Mahomes still on the bench right now behind Drew Brees? Hmm. Is what, how would that dynamic or just after broke my brain after one season on the or of the New Orleans uh, scout team? Yeah, uh, Sean Payton makes the decision. Sean Payton would be like. Oh, this guy's good. Yeah. We got to get him on the well, field. It's like Lamar Jackson. Drew, you've yeah. been great, but yeah. uh, you know we're all gonna all of a sudden Drew Brees yeah. signs a deal and geez, well, I mean, but that's like what I'm saying. Washington, like, like Alex Smith did because of Pat Mahomes. Yeah. One pick like that in the world is different. Yeah, you know, in terms of uh, you know the NFL and how that changes the dichotomy of everything. Which, so I guess, and that kind of goes back to the point I was gonna make is like. Even like even as unsexy as this class sounds, like the quarterbacks dictate the whole draft and oh, yeah. always will. Like it's early, but I just history teaches me that teams are going to bend over backwards to talk themselves into these guys, and that can work out sometimes. In the case of Pat Mahomes, and other times not so much. Quarterback desperation will not take a year off. Never go away. No, it's, it never does. But it's going to be here. I think that's important because it's going to mold the draft class and how it affects the Cowboys, not to mention everyone else. But right. of, your, of your top ten, how many offensive players do you have? Mm, is your, is your, is not your, many. Is your defense? Is is this a very heavy defensive draft? Do you feel like I have Jonah Williams at seven? That's, that's the a, and that's that's the only. That's a isn't that amazing. To think about that, this is—I mean—that's everything I've heard is that this is a defense. All these, all these teams are thinking offense, 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 and it might be what's the great Sorry. thing to neutralize great offense, great defense, or great defense. I've so. got Cody Ford at eleven, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be a strong. I, my first quarterback's at sixteen, Haskins. Yeah, you know, I, I've got questions about Haskins. I don't think he's yeah. that surefire top pick that people want to make him to be, just because he's the top quarterback in this draft, but. 
yeah, no, you're right. If we don't see a running back or a receiver go in the top 20, maybe one of those Iowa tight ends get in there. Yeah. Um, offensive line always get overdrafted, mm-hmm. so we'll see offensive linemen go there. But, yeah, it's going to be dominated by defensive uh, players, especially defensive linemen. Yeah, we push some offensive players down the board. There yeah, you go. Why not? Why not? Okay, well, that's all the time we have today. Again, we're going to be on in the morning. We'll come up with a time for you. Uh, we're going to do this before practice. Again, we got travel days with everybody involved here. And so we want to make sure we get you one final show. We'll be hitting it before the South practice, right? Is that going to be? Is that how so. it rotate back one? Yes. So anyway, we'll make sure to check out everything on the draft show, uh, our Twitter feeds, all that, to make sure that you know we'll get you the time when that will be. So for my buddies, David Hellman, Dane Berger, Kent Garrison, executive producer, I'm Brian Bruss. Thanks again for joining us on the draft show. We will see you tomorrow morning from Mobile, Alabama, getting you ready for Thursday practice in the Senior Bowl. Take care.